Shut up and sit down. And welcome to Nerd Splaining. I am your host, Eric De Silva. With me, as always, is my co-host, Jose Romero. How you doing, sir? Happy uh, Easter to you. Oh, yeah. Happy Easter, out there. man. Yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, thank you so much. I hope everyone is having a good Easter. I, 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 this is a, a very fun Easter for me. This is the first Easter where no one is making uh, zombie Jesus' jokes on social media. So uh, I feel like we're growing as a society. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's because of the pandemic just killed all the people who t- try to tell that joke repeatedly. I don't know, but I, you know, sometimes good things come from bad things. Is what I'm saying, guys. You know, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. So, and and speaking of the pandemic, I don't want to brag, but I have just taken my first uh, vaccine shot uh, uh, recently. I took it uh, just about three days ago. I did the Pfizer, and I feel 100% fine. But I do officially have 5G, so my phone's working great. So super excited. <laughs> Uh, you know, streaming, no problem. <laughs> but uh, but uh, take your shots, guys. Uh, as a comedian, I want to go back on the road. So I can't if you people are still carrying viruses. So please get your shots. Let's get this all over with. If you don't want to wear a mask, get a shot in the arm. Everyone's happy. So don't forget, guys. Get I yourself. I like the mask thing now, to be honest. I'm so used to it. Uh, you know what I realized? Uh, if the pandemic has basically made everyone look like a soldier from Cobra. That's basically <laughs> it. We all have a mask. That's and uh, And uh, Cobra. <laughs> Like that's uh, it'd be great if we just yelled at each other, says hey hello. We just yelled Cobra. I think that yeah, maybe that maybe that would make people wear, want to wear a mask more. I don't I know. I see a couple of cool ones like Destro, so they got that kind of silver metallic look to it. I've seen people who have like weird facial expressions on their mask, and it always throws those, me off for a second. I'm like ah, I, <laughs> I hate those man, for a second. I'm like okay, because he, he always does get me. Yeah, because yeah, just... listen, I grew up. I grew up in Florida where there was a dude who did bath salts and ate somebody else. So when I see a crazy look on someone's face, I'm like, are they going to eat me? Oh, no, it's just a mask. Thank God. I forgot about that story back in the day. <laughs> Never yeah. forget that story. Never forget. It could always happen. Never Only forget. in Florida. Only right. in Florida, man. That's basically it. But, uh, guys, this is a very cool episode because uh, we're going to be talking Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode three, which was uh, just fantastic and uh, big Kong versus Godzilla uh, talking about. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of interesting observations we got going on. But first, before we get to all that, as always, we have this week's Nerdy News Nuggets. Jose, give us the news. All right, let's drop the Nerdy Nuggets, and I'm going to leave with something that's close to your heart there, Eric. And Boom. You kind of nurse explain this. Yes, yes. Uh, big, joy, uh, big news in the realm of Marvel Comics. Oh, yes. Well, we had uh, Mr. John Romita Jr. making his return. Boom, boom. To the Marvel world. Yes. Uh, to the Marvel Universe, who obviously, I forget how long it's been since he had left. Oh, man. It's been like almost like five years, maybe a little over five years. Five years. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing. Uh, in the 60s, um, one of Marvel's mainstay artists was a guy called John Romita Sr. He uh, most notably drew Amazing Spider-Man and was just great. Like his very memorable style. He drew a lot of stuff, but his Spider-Man is sp- specifically like one of the, like his like his like, most memorable uh, uh, accomplishments. Well, John Romita Jr. came in, in like in the 80s and he had a style that was kind of like very much like his dad and he kind of floundered here and there trying to figure out his level. He eventually figured out on this thing that I can only compare as like uh, uh, animated rock where everyone looks cartoonish but like made out of stone at the same time. It's a, it's a very interesting visual appeal to it. And he drew Marvel comics for like 20 years and he did 
everybody. He did the Avengers, the X-Men, Daredevil, Spider-Man. His Spider-Man run with uh, with uh, John Michael Straczynski is still hailed as like one of the best runs of all time for Spider-Man. And part of it's because of his artwork. He's so spectacular. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, and his X-Men was incredible. He does an amazing Wolverine. He did an, a Wolverine run with Mark Millar, which you, of course, uh, know from uh, such a notable uh, comic books. Like, uh, Netflix is producing one of his series called uh, Jupiter Rising, uh, which is uh, which is a part of his, his own owned comic book series. So that's going to be coming back. Mark Millar created The Kingsman. That's one of his comic book series. Uh, Mark Millar cre- created Wanted. That's one of his comic book series. Mark Millar, Kick Ass, right? Kick ass. Yeah. yeah. So him, he and Mark Millar did a did a, a run on Wolverine that uh, started with a, a run called Enemy of the State, and it's just amazing. Like he, like at one issue, it's just Wolverine fighting to death in the ocean with a shark, and it's just like if you want, like what would it look like for Wolverine to fight like a giant great white? He does it, and it looks spectacular, and all all things considered. So, uh, so but he kind of did everything in Marvel. He did the Fantastic Four. He did everything. He didn't have anything else to do. He did Captain America. He did everything. Iron Man. He did everything. So he decided, I'm going to go to DC, and he went to DC, and he did Superman. He did Batman. He did some Justice League stuff. He he got his fill of what he wanted to do. And then uh, at the end, he's like, you know what? I'm I'm done. I've done this before, and I'm not really happy here. Like, I'd much rather do Marvel. So they just recently announced this week that he his exclusive contract with DC is over, and he's back to doing Marvel. They haven't announced any title that he's going to be working on, but he did this big fuck-off splash page masterpiece of, like, all the major current Marvel characters, like, running at the reader led by Captain America, and they put everyone who's, like, important right now or or is gaining some heat because of, like, so, like, of, like, what's going on in Disney+. Plus. So you have Captain America in the foreground, in the background. You got Photon, which is Monica Rambeau, that was just introduced in WandaVision. You got the Fantastic Four. You got Avengers. You got Wolverine, Black Panther, like, the X-Men. It's everybody, and it just looks super dope, and I am super excited. So if you're a comic book fan, you know how big it is to get Ramita back into the game. If you're not a comic book fan, look up John Romita Jr. Look at some of his books. Like I said, I recommend you reading Rick Remender's Captain America with with John Romita Jr. Fantastic. I recommend reading his Daredevil stuff. Fantastic. I recommend reading Spider-Man with J. Michael Straczynski. Amazing. I recommend you reading his Fantastic Four. Like, everything this guy does is incredible. Uh, read his Avengers with Brian Michael Bendis. Like, Everything he does is great. He's not the kind of guy who takes cheats. He puts like 110% into every part of his panel layout and his, and his costume designs and his fight sequences are just stunning and beautiful. And the kind of stuff that you're like, this is what a movie would look like. Like, check his stuff out. You will not be disappointed. And it's a really big deal that he's back. And I'm super excited to see what he's going to do next. So, yeah. That's good, good news for the comic books. Oh, huge. Huge. But I also want to make some of the video games uh, fans happy out there. Yes. We got some news from that realm and movie news related mm-hmm. to that. Okay. We got, uh, it was uh, Greenlit, director Chad Stahelski, who uh, is from John Wick fame. Ooh. One of the co-directors of the first John Wick, and I think he took over in the second and third one. Okay. Which makes me happy. I love John Wick. Yes. I'll throw it out there. Who doesn't? Uh, but he's been uh, tasked to helm the movie based off the PlayStation property Ghost of Tsushima, which came Ooh. out last year, which I hadn't played it, but it looks awesome. I really wanted to get it. 
It's yeah, a lot, that was a one lot of, of praise. That was of one of the games that I was. I wish I would have had a PlayStation to play because I'm an Xbox guy. But I was like, oh man, that's that. I've heard so many good things about that game, and I've seen some of the the cutscenes and the and the gameplay cinematics. It just looks incredible, and to know that they're gonna now that they got the one of the co-directors for John Wick to do this movie. Obviously, if you're doing a period piece, you're going to need more money than doing something that's contemporary. So basically, you're going to take what make John Wick work with an actual budget now. I mean, and it's Samurai's. So yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, that's a feudal Japan Samurai's. Like, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's definitely a period piece. And this is one of those, I guess, it's going to throw its, its ring into contention for the long great superhero movie i mean com- uh, video, video game, game movie, movie which we've all been waiting for right i mean i mean listen it's it's a great it's man, gonna dude. take a lot to beat sonic all right because right now that's this, the only yeah, great the video bar game is movie. really low or although, high or high although, depending how you see it <laughs> the, the, there is someone in the batter's box you know mortal kombat's coming out that's true in a man. few weeks so maybe that's, that's the one I, yeah fingers we, crossed i doubt it given the history of video game movies but hey you know what that tra- hopeful, that trailer that trailer looked promising the trailer great for yeah. what it was um Let's see. I mean, again, wait and see. But listen, I heard the game is great. Um, Chad, this is and Chad. This is his first movie directing away from John Wick. You know, his so, other and it's his first solo one, right? He's doing it on yeah, his, his own. First, yeah, his first solo. Obviously, you know, the co-director. Um, he went out to like Atomic Blonde and, and Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool two, I think Deadpool two. Um, so he's, he has more experience. But hey, listen, if you bring the same style of John Wick into this with Samurais, I mean, what's not to love about it? Oh man! At the end of the day, I, I mean. You know, he bo- does great actor because he's been a, stu- a stunt director coordinator for ages. Bold, 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 controversial casting pick. Uh, get Keanu Reeves to be your Japanese uh, stop, feudal lord. Stop. Listen, he was in 13 <laughs> Samurai. There's precedent. Uh, that movie would have been better with 12 there's- Samurai. Taking away John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What I'm saying is there's precedent. Yeah, like I, I didn't, is, I didn't go Tom Cruise. I didn't go Last Samurai. <laughs> <laughs> I would have taken Tom Cruise over. No, Keanu screw Reeves. you. Get out of here. You're, you're bad. I in love Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu Reeves, man. He's my boy. I, I love Tom Cruise. But let's give you. Uh, I'm sure they get a, a ton of guys to cast for. <laughs> but listen, it's kind of exciting. It's a great game. I, I actually, I probably end up getting playing playing the game because I just heard so many good things about it. So that's exciting. Yeah. So uh, you know what? Uh, when you when you get the game and you finish the game, give us a review on that because that's gonna really kind of you know, get me more hyped about not only watching the movie but maybe even getting the PlayStation. I don't know yet. I'm thinking about it. But you know, let's say because you know right now. What's getting me, what's pushing me to PlayStation is the Spider-Man game, the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, and the Avengers game, which you get to import Spider-Man. All that sounds great, and I'm really mad that I might have to get a PlayStation for it, but if it's all that and a kick-ass samurai fighting game, then I might fully commit. And then there's Uncharted, too. I mean, there's a lot of good titles. I'm not going to... I try, I try yeah, Uncharted to, is one that's also on deck. Yeah, I know, I know, and that's and that's gonna be Tom Holland. So you know, let's. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that Tom, uh, that Mark Wahlberg, I think, is in that. He plays Sully. He's the older. Oh, really? Guy. Okay. Yeah, he's a, the mentor for you know Tom Holland. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. I love Listen, Uncharted this, too. This might be this might be the beginning of the video game movie renaissance, where like they've learned so much from comic book movies that they're now able to imprint that over. Maybe. I'm hoping. I, I'm hoping because I mean I, I'm still waiting. I mean, listen. Yeah, I mean, until then, Sonic's the one. Yeah, <laughs> law, law of averages is bound to happen. You gotta get one right. Whether it's Uncharted, Mortal Kombat, whatever. You can get, only get have so many Mario Brothers and Street Fighters and oh, a, a first gen Mortal Kombat. Assassin's you get, Creed. Assassin's and, Creed. Uh, you can only have so Warcraft, many of these. Before Warcraft, 
before too you rated. get something right. Oh, too rated. But you know what? Like, like The Last of Us seems to be a really big, strong contender. It does, but that's a show, so I won't really count that. Okay. Uh, oh, so you mean you're, be, you're being bougie on your video game property? Okay. Yeah, All right. Bougie. That's enough. Because, because with a show, you have a, a much bigger advantage of telling that's, a story yeah, that's over true. the course of time, right? So it's, it's different. But if they the two-hour movie, it, probably, it wouldn't have worked. But if, it's too much story to tell. If anything, the last season of Game of Thrones has proven just because you have more time to tell a story doesn't mean the story is going to be good. That is so. fair. <laughs> that, that is absolutely fair. Uh, so <laughs> let's <laughs> let's stick with the the Moonies. We got a few things popping up, and let's start with the let's start with the big. Let's get the big guns out. All right. Let's, All let's right. talk about because uh, surprisingly enough, you know, we had heard that Black Widow was moved to uh, July seventh. Right. Uh, simultaneous release with, with Premier Plus Disney. Yes. And the trailer dropped. The final trailer dropped. Uh huh. Yes. And of which I thought. Look really cool, man. I, I I really dug what I saw. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah and like I every time I think like I think I know what I'm gonna see in this movie, they'll give you a little extra footage. You're like, oh man, this is really good. And I love the fact that they recontextualized all the previous appearances that she had to lead up to her own movie. I think that should have been the first trailer, honestly. Probably yes, I would agree with you. Because there. this um, that re- like from her walking along with Cap and Hawkeye from the first Avengers movie. Uh, to like the the stuff that, you, that they introduced in in uh, in Age of Ultron, to make to to pushing that to like a, a little bit of Civil War as well, and then where she got over here, I thought that was really really smart. I thought it really kind of helped emphasize like how long she's been in the Marvel universe and the impact she's had along the way and what we've known about her. That I, I that I I'm really excited. Like they had a little bit of Endgame as well where she sacrificed herself. Right, like, there was a made sense. there was a lot of like. You're like, oh man, she really has been a major, important, and valuable part of this of this cinematic universe. So it it gives more heft to her own movie now. Instead of like, oh, now we're doing a Black Widow movie. Like, there's a there's a relevancy yeah, and importance agreed. to it. But I do wish this movie this movie should have come out five five six years ago before she died. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And it, and and it's like I don't know why. And I took issue with that. I'm sure the movie's gonna be fine. But why didn't they release it earlier? It doesn't make sense to kill her off and then bring her back when I just you know I've odd. heard rumors that they choice. that they might bring her back. Oh God! Uh, stop. I, I, I'm saying I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors they might bring her back. I don't know. So uh, one way or the other, maybe it's like a thing they do with the time stone, or you know that kind of stuff. Maybe it's something where like what old man Cap before he gave uh, Sam the shield, he's like, by the way, Natasha, I'm bringing it back. Who knows? So I, I, I hope not. I really don't because I just really don't like that. Again, this is lazy. I. I She's dead. Listen, and she, she had a run, and it's listen. Great. I've heard, I've heard banana seed. I have, I've heard theories that the the Natasha that died in Endgame wasn't really her. It was the right. blonde uh, 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 Black Widow that they like, right, they, they did like a face off oh, switch up thing, God. and that's how like. So I've heard, I've heard so many different variations, and I'm trying not to commit to anything. I'm not trying to get excited or angry about any version of it. I'm just saying I've heard a lot of different takes on what right. it could it, possibly. We've learned that you start theorizing too much. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's huge. You know, we all just went through a WandaVision. So oh, man. Listen, it, for now, I'm just looking at it as a prequel, yeah. right, as it is. And, and I just wish they would have released it five years. It would have made more sense. I, I think know, if, if that would have been... Before, before you kill her off. Right? If, if they would have released this movie as the next movie right after Civil War, it would have been huge. 
Ex- agreed, and, and it would have made, made sense. Even yeah. if you go back a little bit, it's uh-huh. fine. Yeah. She's still alive. She's a big character at the even, time. So even after, even after uh, Infinity War, they could have released it then and just kind of like put relevance to like sure. her being so depressed and realizing where she came from just to end up there. That would have. That's a very good point because I think this movie seems like it's gonna the theme of family, right? So right. Like, and to her to finally lose her family, whatever, then find her new Avengers family and sacrifice herself over it would have made even that much more the, the feeling is stronger yeah. right? of her dying like oh man that that sucks so yeah it's, it's a shame that it, I don't know why did that I, I'm confused as to why did they decide to do it this way but whatever I, I just don't want this to be like a setup movie right like the only reason it's here is just to set up something else down the road I, I mean let's it, give her some respect it, this is her movie let's it make probably it is but like let's take away what this could set up in terms of like what's going on right now there's only three things this movie could really set up let's be honest it, it, set, it could either set up a new Black Widow one way or the other a new right. Black Widow it could set up uh, that the Red Guardian in the movie, which is like the the Russian version of Captain America, oh, he's, may, a, he's the father, right? Yeah, the, oh, well, right. he's not the father, but he's like the caretaker of them oh, okay. because. Okay. And so, uh, it, it could set up that like maybe uh, Russia has their own version of the of the super soldier serum, which is something sure. that we'll get into with Falcon Winter Soldier. And the third thing is, they could be setting up, uh, the the villain Taskmaster as a bigger bad. To maybe end up in Falcon Winter Soldier or to uh, or to uh, as because you know they already said the Falcon Winter Soldier Hawkeye, or Hawkeye, Hawkeye series guess, as well because right, yeah. you know yeah. there's gonna be a second season they already announced the second season of Falcon Winter Soldier is like uh, uh, like eighty percent confirmed so you know there's if you want to set up a a solid ground level villain that's a good way to do that it as could well be a good way the, again we'll, we'll see what happens with him at the end of the movie uh, right. maybe he dies but who knows but. Listen, it looked good. I, I ain't gonna lie. I, I don't like the way they're handling it, but the movie looks fun. It does. Hopefully, hopefully it's great. The only thing I don't like about the movie is the animation of the silhouetted Black Widow walking towards the camera when the logo come out. I feel it looks it looks a little stiff and flash and like but like not as clean flash animation that it should be. And I that's the, uh, when when the worst part that you could pick out of a trailer or a movie is the intro animation. I feel like that's a pretty so pretty good movie. Everything looks great. No, that's I, a, look, yeah. It's it's gonna be good, right? Yeah. Again, just it's just a placement of that. Just find odd and whatever. You know, it is what it is. But right? we'll we'll see. But like I said, super like really really interesting. I I like it a lot. I almost feel like it is a cleaner version of like an atomic blonde or a a a, a born identity like it, it's a little more poppier but it still feels like very gritty and dirty at the well, same it's time in a vein. i, I yeah. don't want to go too over the top with the action sequences because he's at the end of the day and they make this mistake sometimes mike right with her character she, mm-hmm. they always make her superhuman sometimes yeah she's still just a regular person and i get it they kind of have well like for example she's, she's worth this but i know I, I got i gotta tell you in in the regular marvel universe uh she's like 80 years old uh, yeah, but like in the in the because uh, in the comics they introduced it when she joined Shield, um, Nick Fury was also like a World War II character, but he was just as young as her in Captain America, and they revealed that Nick Fury and her took this thing called the Infinity Formula, which basically slows down their aging. So it, it's it's almost like you get to like live three times as long as a regular person, and you get like a little bit of like heightened strength a little bit of heightened speed so if you're already at peak human perfection and you give yourself another 25 percent on top of that that's where they're at so but yeah they're not they don't they don't the comics right this one is very much like they're happening now so it is what it is but like that's why she's always been able to do a little bit more than other people and just but still be human but do a little bit more because of those kinds of things in the ultimate universe they they told they said that she had a minor cybernetic enhancements in terms of like her like synapses and and like her joint uh, strength and capability, so that's why she's able to like, 
to do superhuman things or react at a super at a heightened super speed. So like that and, makes sense. So they never addressed what, what what the what exactly the red room did. They just said that they 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 gave her a, a hysterectomy so she couldn't have babies and, or and and they trained her to be peak perfection. But what does that mean in terms of anything else? They never got into maybe in this one we will we'll, we'll discover. If they do, then uh, okay. Now that we put a little puzzle piece after the fact, then okay. So, but I'm saying there, 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 there are minor precedents of why she's above average, but she's not, she's nowhere Captain America level, you know, but, but she's enough where, uh, she can go against Hawkeye who Hawkeye is just a really well-trained dude and she can hold her own, even though his, he has the the most amazing aim in the world, you know, second to bullseye, (laughs) she can still hold her own and even get advantage of him. So it makes sense. I, 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 I hope we get to know a little bit more about exactly how they, they enhanced her in a sense, you know, how they trained her. Obviously, I'm, the movie's supposed to be talking a lot about that, but sure. uh, you know, she she's not a regular person, and, it, and so whenever she's done superhuman things, I'm like, oh, okay, because once again, I know a little bit more, and you don't, and that's you're like, she's just a regular person. It goes not really, but I hope after this movie, you can understand why she's been able to pull off the things she's been able to pull off. That's fine. If, if it's fair, if if they do, if they don't go that route, then it goes back to well, okay, when it's just. She's an exaggeration, which is fine. It's not a big right. I mean, just, listen, it is what it is. Not, not for nothing, but if Bruce Banner is always angry and they were in a relationship, which means they had sex, was the only reason Hulk would listen to her, she obviously is able to have a heightened endurance than regular women can. Because if he's always angry, there's a lot of smacking and choking and shit talking going on in, that, yeah, in, in, in the bedroom. That's a and picture so, you painted. Just, just can't get a man right now. It's interesting. Uh, see, uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I think about that three times a day. It's just where my brain is at. So. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stick with the movie news here. This is something I brought up to you, which you were not aware of, and this is in the realm of yeah. DC here, where DC made an interesting choice, and, and I like this choice, and I'll get into why later, but okay. they officially announced they are no longer, not a big press release, very nicely done, mm-hmm. where they were uh, no longer going to pursue ha- having James Wan produce and you know direct The Trench, which is a spinoff with Aquaman. And also Ava DuVernay, who I like, she was going to direct The New Gods, right. and that was also scrapped. Now, they did say that there's a possibility if they bring it back, they will be the ones who are going to helm each of those projects. Okay. But for now, it just didn't fit what they were trying to do. That's that's really big, especially The New Gods. Because The Trench, when I always heard, it was like something he wanted to push because he wanted to do like a horror movie hero, superhero horror movie sure. kind of thing. But like The New Gods... It, it felt like they were trying to get the jump on Marvel before the Eternals came out. That was right. that exactly, I, and and I think I think this is a good thing, right? I mean, I, I don't know a lot about the new guy. I know it uh, does feature um, Dark Side, Dark Side, right? Right. I mean, I, maybe part of it they want to kind of dissociate dissociate themselves from that uh, now. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. okay, All speculation right. or. It's, listen, I don't think DC World is ready for that kind of movie at this time, right? And again, this is it's, I'm going back to DC not trying to rush right. like they did initially. Right? There's no reason to be a, a Marvel to so, the game of, of this Eternals. So did they to, pull the know. plug or they just put it like on a development hiatus kind of thing? Yeah, they pulled the plug, but they left the door open. Okay. You know, photo, photo, that's worth I mean, they can always revisit that later, right? Right. Um, it's been written for the most part. I know Ava Devernick had a statement where she talked to the writer, you know, her and the writer were talking, you know, thanks for your help and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Like that one was almost good to go in terms of the writing the script. Right. But I, I just, look, it's a good idea. Listen, they, they got a lot of stuff lined up. They do for the next two or three years. And what do we always say about DC and Warner Bros. Slow down, right? Yeah. Build the universe. So yeah. I think this might be a good sign that, listen, 
we got you know Superman, we got you got you know J.J. Abrams, we got Blue Beetle, we got uh, we talked about uh, Santana, uh, Santana, right? Santana, um, yeah. Uh, we they got the Black Adam, uh, was confirmed. We got you know, uh, Shazam confirmed. We got the Green Green uh, Green Lantern Corp. So they got a lot of stuff in the Batman, of course. Yeah. A lot of stuff in the pipeline. So you did know. you hear a rumor that uh, apparently? Uh, uh, Who's the kid from the Batman who used to be on, in uh, in in uh, uh, the the vampire movie, the glittery vampire? Uh, uh, the, the, um, Robert Pattinson. Robert Pat- oh, the main guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kid. I'm like, okay. Oh, uh, well, he, to me, he's like he's, he always looks like he's he's like twenty. Sure. So young, youngish guy. Yeah, youngish guy. I agree. That he's gonna officially replace Ben Affleck in the Justice League moving forward. I don't know. I, I heard th- those, the rumors I heard what they were doing two different Batmans because th- this Batman apparently is his own thing. Right. Right. There's no tie-ins to at least for now to anything that they're coming up with I, aside from this kind of spin-off HBO Max like uh, Gotham Police kind of the, like the, the Gotham series on, on Fox uh, a couple of years ago something along those lines. Right. But um, I heard but that because uh, because of the Flash movie, it's possible. That's why I heard that at the end of it, he Robert Pattinson becomes his Batman becomes the Justice League Batman. It's possible. I mean, again, well, that, that remains to be seen. Okay. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen Batman, so I don't know if I, I should, I should be excited or not. <laughs> right. I, I mean, like Ron we'll Patterson, that, he's very good. He's that, under, no, that no, one no trailer looked incredible. Looked great, great. But uh, again, let's if he, if it's awesome, then yeah, okay, bring it on. <laughs> but to be, to be fair, to be fair, I think uh, sometimes when you do a dark movie or a dark superhero trailer with Nirvana lyrics, everything. I mean, the Defenders looked awesome. You know when when they put when they put come as you are, sure. uh, so like I feel like maybe Nirvana on a superhero trailer just makes it seem even better because that's how good Nirvana is. Nirvana and is awesome. It is. So I, I so maybe that's it. But I I do want to see more. But I did hear about that rumor, and now hearing that they're making awesome. this shuffle with the new gods and the trench, that might be part of their plans moving things forward as well. Because if you if you make that change, then you can make changes to what like Dark Side's gonna look like. Because I, I had a problem. I feel like Dark Side didn't feel epic enough. You know, like when Thanos walks walks on the screen, you're like, holy crap, this dude is like a monster. And I felt like I felt like Dark Side was like Thanos after he did some P90X and he just got really lean and shredded instead of like big and bulky. He's ripped, dude. He's yeah, ripped. he's ripped. He followed the rocks plan, maybe. Um, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't I don't need I don't oh, need Dark Side to have three uh, percent yeah. body fat. I I I I, I want him. What is it? You know, for lack of a better term, a thick daddy bod. I think that's the way a, 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 a dark side and a Thanos work best. So maybe that's not gonna do it. But uh, well, it could have been young dark side. Maybe he grows into. Oh, that's it. true. Young dark side. That's it's the yeah. it's the prequels. It's prequel, <laughs> he gets a couple of Big Macs. He gets a taste of the. You know, he tells people, the, I don't I don't like the, the sand. Uh, <laughs> stylings of, of Earth, and you know, he gained a few pounds. Yeah. Whatever. All right. <laughs> but uh, but an interesting news. I mean, listen, you know. Good for just just make good movies, right? They can cancel whatever they want, just as long as it's, what what they give us is good. I really don't care at the end of the day, you know. I'm fine with that. Like I said, the trench I wasn't that excited about. Right. I don't you think know? anybody really was, but right, which which was a, a weird choice to begin with. When I first heard, I was like, okay, sure. I, I love James Wan, and they're they're in the James Wan business, and they mentioned that they're going to keep him in the fold, doing okay. other projects for DC, mind you. So they're, they're going to be probably doing other stuff for them. So that's good, right? That's talent. Keep the talent around you. Make of course, happen, I yeah. Let's I mean, see. listen, listen. I I I was not the biggest fan of of Aquaman. I thought it was a a good movie, it's but good it, it was just too much of a movie. You know, it had too many things going on to, for me. I felt like they squeezed a trilogy into a movie. But 
to do that and not have it completely fall apart, that just goes to show how good of a director James Wan is. Because no, no, James Wan's the gem. He yeah, so, so, so. I, it's really smart to keep him in the fold because you need somebody like him that you can... If he could do all that in one movie, imagine if you just give him one storyline. Because I would love to see him take on... What, what made the trends sound interesting was mm-hmm. the, horror, the horror element yeah. behind it, which is what James Wan is known for. So, it's, But if they give another project and have him still bring that kind of genre... You know, into it, the DC world. If and DC was smart, what they would do is what Derek Robertson left Marvel because he felt like he, they weren't letting him do completely. Is right. do now they're introducing Doctor Fate in the Black Adam movie. Do a Doctor Fate movie, but make it horror. That'd be, I mean, and I, th- I think that'd be really interesting because like remember, the difference between Doctor Fate and, and Doctor Strange is Doctor Fate serves the orders of. The, the gods of order and chaos so you could really play into like what the horror aspect of that would be you know like losing yourself to the spirit of naboo and the helmet while trying to serve the two masters and protect the world like that that gray area that he lives in that you could do body horror you could do psychological horror it's it, you could do like like mystical horror all these things can play into that so i think if you gave james wan that movie he really give show, and they maybe he, they give him the trench afterwards because they saw it can work. But I think if, if DC was smart, if Warner Brothers was smart, if AT and T was smart, Doctor Fate movie directed by James Wan, leaning on heart, it'd be a really fun take. I think. Be yeah, I'd like to see him do that. And listen, and Walter Hamada, who heads DC Films, he is a horror guy. That's true. He he, he set up the whole Conjuring universe. For yeah. Him, so he's got experience in that uh, with the bringing David Sandberg, who's a horror director. Yeah. Shazam. And there's a one scene where you, that one scene when uh, Fimo Shazam were in a boardroom. Oh yeah, yeah my, that was kind of like yeah. That's, my, my you know, he threw a little horror thing in there as a family film. But, my son you know. got legit freaked out when that scene happened. Like, right. he's like he looked at me, and goes, "Can we leave?" I'm like, "No, dude, it's just trust me. This is it, it's okay. I promise right. you, it's not gonna but be you bad." But you can tell yeah. his roots were coming out a little bit. Yeah, like, right. and that was great. So like, right, like, exactly. like, so you know, they, they're they, they obviously he's familiar with the horror. They got yeah. the horror directors. I like James Wan. Mm-hmm. I would like to see them kind of go that route in some whatever property, the dark, yeah. dark. Was a dark, um, uh, just like dark, just like dark, right? yeah, yeah. I think that would lend itself to that Constantine, something. Oh, like that, right? yeah, those would be good um, too, yeah. Right, that'd be kind of cool, but again, wait and see. But at least keep them, the, I love James Wong, keep them there, keep them happy. Everybody wins, as far as I'm concerned. Um, one more thing, remember movies here, this right. is interesting. So, and, and uh, this is kind of close to my heart here, all right. And but I have mixed feelings about this, okay. Now, they officially have announced mm-hmm. finally, uh, speaking of Run, Bro- Warner Brothers, a Thundercats film. That's uh, on the helm. They got the uh, director, Adam Wingard, who just did Godzilla, which we'll talk about in a minute, Godzilla okay. vs. Kong, to direct Thundercats. He talked about, you know, how he's a huge fan, and he, when he was younger, he had like a 252-page script or something like that. When he was very young, like in high school or something, whatever, maybe younger. Mm-hmm. So he's a fan of the property, which is nice. Right? Okay. And But he kept talking about how he he can't do it live action, Per se, and and he and he and it is his words. He didn't want to throw anybody under the bus, but he mentioned cats, right? He, you know, the movie Cats. Was, <laughs> so he, so, you know, he's like, I don't want to a true horror movie, bus, a true horror. But that's no way. So bad. But so that's a good thing he said that. So he's trying to mix in. He's like CG slash animation, something new. It's unclear exactly what that means. In my head, I'm huh. thinking like Avatar, perhaps, right? Or like Lion King. Then there's the CG version of it, you know, John Farrow, something like that. I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. But listen, I, I love Son of Cats. I, I thought it was my my jam back in the day. It, dating it, myself here. It was no. It, it, it is the jam. Period. It, I, I I've I've uh, I introduced 
I, for, for example, I always kind of feel like the way I can kind of get a read on like, is it nostalgia or is it quality? Is let me show it to my kids because my kids oh, are super picky about like I said it, they didn't get into Star Wars until the Mandalorian that's how high their quality level is like <laughs> they were Marvel over Star Wars for years um, I've tried to introduce them like to the Voltron they're like nope sorry I'm like I love Voltron I love the Voltron remake they're like ah no Avatar the Last Airbender we'll stick with that thank you so once again very high quality bar so I like their standards and stuff so I showed them like the first two episodes of the OG 80s Thundercats. Not impressed. <laughs> they were very like, they're like, nope, uh, all this is dumb. Sorry, Dad. But then I showed them the, oddly enough, the 2011 remake of Thundercats, and they okay. were super into that. And they were actually really bummed out that it was only one season because they, with the first two episodes of the 80s Thundercats, they kind of understood the initial premise and design work. And then seeing it, done a little bit more uh deep in depth and a little more episodic with the 2011 relaunch they're like this is really good and they were and they were really bummed out there's only one season of it so i don't know what uh ip version they're gonna do for this thundercats i'm hoping it's the 2011 because it really brings that, that level of depth that you want with the world and if you do it right where you are you know a little avatar e you know where you have somebody there but you they have little like dots around them so they can just be enhanced. You know, I think that's going to make the visuals really pop. Uh, but I, I, I hope they don't do. I think I think like uh, that Star Wars Avatar idea of combining practical effects with CG effects. That's the way you got to go. Marvel does that all the time, too. Right. That's I, the way that, that sounds like the best way to do yeah. it. You get people in costumes. It looks stupid. right? Exactly. Honest. Exactly. But, like motion capture. That's probably the way to go. And, and with today's technology they can pull it off and yeah it'll be expensive yeah but they can put off which this is this has been an expensive film so whatever fine i, I mean I, I love make us a big fan lino you know panthro everyone's right. favorite love or cat or cat is type snarf yeah. i love all that crap mumra yeah awesome there's a lot of lore here I and mean, it can be really silly and ridiculous uh yeah yeah it is it can be it can be like masters universe had the same kind of the flair too it's like okay this is ridiculous but i love it right but I think I think it's all the way you you approach it because like Master right. Universe is a cartoon series and even the the revamp of Master Universe, uh, there was a really solid takes on that. Now Master Universe the movie was hot garbage, hot garbage, yeah. hot garbage. But like yeah. that's the way that's why you don't understand what you're what you're dealing with. But when you really understand the world that it's supposed to inhabit, you can really mind like when it, when the relaunch of Masters of the Universe. Not the Kevin Smith one that's going to be coming out this year, which I'm super excited about as well. But when the relaunch of Master Universe came in and they actually took the time to like explain the or the official origin of Skeletor, that was great world building and understanding of what you're working with. You know, so like that that's the kind of stuff where, you know, much like I'm looking forward to uh, the, the extension of what they're going to do with, with Kevin Smith, who's actually committed to doing uh, Master Universe in the original 80s. Uh, uh, universe. I hope that the Thundercats takes that idea of like really uh, br uh, being committed to what made Thundercats fun, because a lot of the stuff in those '80s ones was fun and weird all at the same time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but like, keep it fun, keep it weird, but like, commit to like the reality of the world that they're in. Uh, and if you have not seen the 2011 relaunch of Thundercats, watch that. It's only one season. It will be left on a cliffhanger, but. The world that they build and the way they reintroduce the characters and their dynamics, uh, I, I, I'm hoping that's 
what the movie version is. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a hundred percent like that. But like, if you get close to that, it's gonna. I think it would be a really right. you, you solid do it take. With respect. You don't get campy with. Absolutely. It. Uh, this is the kind of thing that if you get too campy, it's gonna be too ridiculous. I think. Yeah. You gotta take it kind of serious. You have to because the premise is itself ridiculous. Right. I mean, you, you. So you can't double down on that for the most part. If, really if you want to remind people how ridiculous things in you, you, that's what Snarf is. Snarf is you're like, oh yeah, yes. this is ridiculous. You know. Yeah, exactly. And I can see Snarf being exed out of this. Maybe like replace with something else oh, I, 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 I hope not that. i hope i not. hope not I, but i, I mean yeah. i could see that you know snarf is like orco it, you snarf. gotta have him you gotta you have know, him I, listen i'm with you i'm 100 with you i just don't know what if they're gonna feel the same way but listen i, I love the catches i think it's it's good idea um i'm not hiring adam wingard to direct uh-huh and we'll talk about it Khan. i did like that movie but what he's done aside from Death Note was terrible when he did on Netflix. But you know, you know what? I I oh. I, I kind of like Death Note. I mean, we're gonna be, we'll get into Kong as well. But like based on what I saw of Kong, because I just saw it right before we started recording, sure. uh, I'm actually more confident, and I'll explain why. Because I feel like Kong versus Godzilla uh, really reminded you how ridiculous, silly this idea is, and it still worked. You know. Look, and so, uh, yeah, I will agree with you there. I, I bet that's one thing he's done of no. He's done a lot of. He doesn't. He comes from horror. Right. The, the remake of Blair Witch, terrible. The gas is not good. Uh, you're next. There's a lot of bunch of bad horror movies. So, you know, I, you give him a project like this, who can go really good, really bad. So it just I don't know. But for whatever that's worth, and this could be great. I'm just you know I don't want to say he's shit. He's sure. Not, but I'm just having reservations about okay. it. That being said, well, maybe we'll on the subject, let, let's talk about Godzilla and Kong. Yeah, so, let's, let's, let's get it. Release. Absolutely. So, uh, so uh, before I, I, obviously I have my opinions, and, and, and I, before I, I put out there, and I think when you hear my take on it, you might change your mind, but I want to hear what I'm, what I'm going to be up against. So, Jose, why don't you tell me first, what did you think about Kong versus Godzilla? It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Listen, I have been mixed on this whole Godzilla series from the beginning, right? The first one was terrible. Right. right? They, they I think we both agree, yeah, yes. Yeah, they bait and switched this with Brian Cranston yeah. and Godzilla. They didn't give us that, enough of either one of them. Such a, such a big betrayal for that <laughs> big, character. Big letter, oh, yeah. man. Terrible. And Kong, Skull Island was fine. The Kong stuff was cool. The human stuff was shit. Let's be honest. It was Actually, I, out of all the human elements, I thought the Skull Island human element right. was the one that worked the best. Honestly, in my in my opinion, like low I, bar, but I guess me because a, a lot of times uh, their human element stuff just felt like forced in and like and uh, didn't really make a lot of sense. But the sure. Kong human element was the first. I was like, I was like, you know what? This place, this works within the context of the world. They, the new world they're trying to put Kong into, and I felt that out of all of them, that's the one that worked the best. Perhaps. Uh, Kong uh, versus the whatever the monster, whatever it was. Right, that the skull was, crushers or whatever they called. Eh, yeah, it was okay. Ugh, whatever. It looked cool, but again, it looked the cool. Right, stuff, it just didn't work. It just oh god. Um, listen, this one I thought was the best one out of all. Right? Okay, I loved when Kong is on screen, Godzilla. That that's listen. That's what we paid to see, right? Well, right, paid to see. Yeah, that hit. Yeah, and kicking ass. Mm-hmm. I love all that shit. That's what you want. The rest of the stuff was like the human stuff again was not good and. I really wish to just erase the whole uh, Millie Bobby Brown storyline. <laughs> it was so unnecessary, and it took like 20 minutes, and this movie was a little bit too long for its own good. They could have taken away, give us 130 minutes of just kick-ass action. Okay. It would have been so much better. But look, I still enjoyed it. Listen, and it looked it looked fantastic. It really did. They put money into it, you can tell, and I give credit for Wingard for you know putting that together. And the Kong stuff was fun, man. This they kicked ass. All right, great. Yeah. Let's do this. That, that's what we pay to see, and that we got that. It's that's just true. Like a, not a great film. Let's be honest. 
but it's a funnel. Uh, okay, so is, is that the end of your review? Because I, I, I'm going to go in-depth for a minute. All right, all right. So first of all, before I go in there, just so I know where our comparison is, on a scale of 1 to 10 or an A to F rating, where do you put this movie? I I I got I got to know this to understand what I'm what I'm what I'm what I'm, what I'm going into. Six and a half. Maybe a seven. Maybe a seven. Yeah. So uh, it depends what, what mood you're in. Are, are you talking like a C plus? Is that like your high rating or what was? Uh, yeah, that's fine. C C plus. I'm, I'm okay with that. I could live with that. Okay, okay. I think you're wrong, but okay. <laughs> all right so this is what this is what i would say first of all i put this movie as like i expected this movie to be a c plus movie as well i feel like i got like a b plus movie it's not okay. perfect but it's way better than i expected a couple of, uh, of of takes in it first of all you're right i the human element in this movie did not work for me i thought a lot of it was sort of ham-fisted like the whole deaf girl connection with the kong you just needed a reason to explain why kong now knows sign language right. uh, yes yeah you know, that's the only reason you had her in there uh and showed that kong loves to like save little save women like, you know like he's clearly a not chauvinist uh you know he saved the blonde chick and now he saves a little he was kid the most human character in the movie that's a sad statement uh, it, 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 no you know what i i say scar i feel like scars was the most human because he, oh. he he was broken because his brother died he was so crazy he was borderline brilliant and at the same time he was just trying to do what he thought was the right thing even though he clearly thought that uh that everything he he was believing it was clearly crazy to begin with and it all ended up working out for him i feel like that is humanity in a nutshell humanity is a self-obsessed well-meaning train wreck and that is what scars Gus character was so i'm like this is the most human character of the whole piece for me i thought that uh that uh king kong watching king kong first of all king kong is a monkey uh you know but he's a ginormous monkey so his brain she should have learned sign language off the get like i feel like like if you're gonna be this big of a monkey and we're this close to each other evolutionary wise he should have been able to pronounce like basic words almost like the hulk through strain like like it should have been something like that and but we got sign language so i'll i'll take it uh watching king kong fight i kept thinking this guy moves like if The Rock was Spider-Man. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. If you watch the King Kong fight, he fights like The Rock. He does like the shoulder thrust and the tackle and the whole thing. And uh, I, I I kept thinking like if you wanted to save money, you could have had you could have just gotten The Rock and then put him in like in a Sasquatch outfit and he would have pulled off Kong. He would have saved maybe yeah, half the budget. It would have been amazing. Great. Amazing. It would have been incredible. Amazing. And then he would have like winked and smiled at the audience at a certain shot and half the women would have gushed. It would have oh been asses. Raise the eyebrow. Oh my, oh my God. He would have gone bananas. It would have been great. So like a, you know, yeah, tell right what now. I'm saying <laughs> is like hire me to write this movie. I can cast. Like, I, I know things. So, uh, so that I almost felt like Kong versus Godzilla fell in the same trap of like Batman v Superman, where it should have been a sequel about Superman, but it became a Batman movie. The first two movies clearly Kong movie. Now you got Kong, I mean clearly a Godzilla movie. Now you got Godzilla with Kong, but it was clearly more of a Kong movie than a Godzilla oh, well, movie. You know, yeah, I mean close, yeah. Yeah. So I felt like Godzilla got a little bit off uh, the jip in terms of like what his whole drive of it was, and then. The whole thing about like uh, he was sensing that they were using a machine that was gonna make another that was connected to to the head of Ghidorah and they was gonna make another uh, uh, Mecha Godzilla. You know, spoiler. I called it Mecha Godzilla mm -hmm. is the, is the big the real big bad of the whole thing with the connection head of the Ghidorah head. It was almost like 
he they, they just needed a reason for him to attack. Go, oh, he sensed it. Like, I don't like the fact that they make Godzilla sense things. I, I Godzilla could be, I think Godzilla should be able to sense other monsters, and it would have been better if instead of him sensing the technology of making a Godzilla, he sensed that the Ghidorah head was technically still alive. That I would have found much more like that's how like he sensed other monsters and he killed Ghidorah into something yeah. like an echo of Ghidorah was still out there. He was hunting that. That and that's why he destroyed the base because he's trying to finish the thing that he thought he did already. That would have been more interesting to me. Uh, I was disappointed, like with the axe that that Kong gets. I wanted it to be that he fought Kong and that piece broke off, and he realized like maybe he grabbed it and like he cut Kong with it for the. I mean, cut Godzilla with it for the first time, and he realized, oh man, I can hurt Godzilla with his own fin. And then he fashioned it into because he's a giant gorilla. If he can understand sign language, basic machinery is just, it's not that far. I mean, he took a tree and turned it into a spear. Right, he, into a spear, yeah. He knows how to make weapons. Like, I would have liked to see him actually make that weapon and become, are you are you in your kitchen? <laughs> your no, no, pants. I, I, I had a can, a Sprite can. Oh, that, okay. Sorry. So, <laughs> I'm like, wait, keep on talking, Eric. I'm doing dishes. So, uh, <laughs> so like, I, 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 I wanted, the, so the fact that it was already there, I thought was a little bit of like, yeah, I mean, listen, the movie is stupid. Let's be honest. Yeah, right? oh yeah, oh <laughs> clearly. Uh, you know, I'll, and I'll, but I'll tell you what, as as bad as the human element was, I was super excited to see the kid from Deadpool two in this movie. Uh, I was uh, like, oh man, I, I like, I got to tell, I got giddy. I was like, oh, suddenly the Millie Bobby Brown uh, adventure doesn't seem that bad because I really like that kid. I, I I find him very fun to watch. I like his dynamic. I feel that he has. Uh, a combination of like Ned from like the Spider-Man movies uh, combined with uh, with uh, with Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He brings that kind of energy <laughs> to the. He's like, no, we're gonna. This is not a good idea. Oh man! And it, I loved all that. I I loved the fact that he was driving his quote unquote brother's van while blasting uh, breaking the law, and mm -hmm. and his brother's van. What does his brother do? Because the inside of his van looks like a makeshift VCR repair slash meth lab. I don't know what he does, but he's like, my brother's gonna kill me. Yeah, because he's a drug de a dealer apparently, and he, that's where he makes it. And then you take it his van. Like there was so many. I, I, the, I think the the better movie would have been King Kong and Godzilla are fighting each other, and then this kid is trying to figure out what his brother does in his van. That should have been the human element. <laughs> a little mystery uh, there, you know. Absolutely. Is there a connection with Kong? Here? And then, and then the stuff like, like some of the stuff that I thought was, you know, all the fight scenes, incredible. I love. Yeah, look great. Yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, there were certain things where I felt they were they went for a joke instead of like making the understanding of something silly. Like for example, they find a giant robot Godzilla, right? And and the, the the dude who's like the conspiracy theorist who has the podcast, he's like, oh, it's Robo Godzilla. And then and then the kid from Deadpool two oh, goes Mecha Godzilla. Uh, it should have been like, oh my god, they made a mechanical Godzilla, and he's like, like a Mecha Godzilla. And they would have looked at him like he was stupid. He's like, what? It sounds cool. That would have been a funner moment, right? Yeah. But here's the part that just made me groan. Later on, when the when the guy, uh, the, the Spanish guy who controls Apex Cybernetics is talking mm. about, they, they refer to him as Mecha Godzilla. Like, yeah, how I that? like, well, no, <laughs> like it should have been like Project Zero Zero Seven or some shit like that. Like, you know, like there, there was there, there, uh, that was just lazy it's, script it was writing. Dumb, right, it's just dumb. It, 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 so so bad. <laughs> uh, and then and then also like 
Uh, the one, one great element, one thing that really worked for me is when they were going through the gravity field, I was watching, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to get like really intoxicated and watch the scene again. Like <laughs> if I could watch 2001 and then Doctor Strange and then this, I'm going to be gone from the world for like a weekend. <laughs> Where's Eric? He's downloading the universe is what I'm doing. So like, like those things were fantastic. The visual were great. Mecha Godzilla fight between Kong and Godzilla fantastic i love the fact that when godzilla is in the ocean he clearly just owns the ocean i love the fact that Which makes sense yeah it totally makes sense i love the fact that you saw how badass kong was when he's on the land like when he made it to inner earth mm-hmm. and so it makes sense why he would have a much bigger advantage with 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 godzilla when he's on land the axe gives him the a, a double advantage on top of that but part of me kind of feels like and it's the thing you write up in comic books whenever two superheroes fight each other they fight each other and then they realize they have a common enemy and they double down on that guy and that's fine i kind of wanted to see round three with just those two guys one more time i I do think i would say i think godzilla won anyway well i i think he would have godzilla did win he won the first round he won the first round and then kong won the second and then the third one yeah kong kong knocked him out it's like straight up knocked him down and, and even Skarsgård, in case you were too, you weren't sure Skarsgård goes to, well, I guess round two goes to goes to Kong. Like he well, put it out there. Round two, three were really kind of quick. I, I consider them all one round because by the end of it, Godzilla needs to get his, his chest pumped to electricity and uh, the defibrillator things that they have to come up with because yeah. I mean, he got he was pretty much left for dead. But that's what I'm saying. Like I, so I think I Kong. Think Godzilla, Godzilla never win the fight. The whole thing, whether it's two or three rounds, this is a classic like, WWE match. Oh sure. Whether somebody runs in. Yeah, you know, before someone's gonna win, you know. Now they're disqualified. This is exactly what this. Oh was. my God, the Undertaker's coming to the ring. <laughs> oh no, chairs like being swung. The bell is rung, and all of a sudden, now both the guys are fighting a guy who food costs in the matchup. Why is Hulk Hogan <laughs> wearing sunglasses? He's Hollywood Hogan. You can't trust him anymore. <laughs> the macho man was in there. So it's exactly what this was. <laughs> Uh, I guess it was fun. it was stupid, of course, but, but that's, what, I, that's that, what we expected, right? That we, being said, yeah. that being said, on top of all that, the movie still worked, and it was still super it was still fun. fun. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. even even the Molly Millie Bobby Brown stuff, like I I, I oh. you know I know you didn't like her. I actually didn't mind her too much. I thought she I, was. I, I, I like her. Is the storyline just was, well, I, was, I, was I, useless? I, it, it, was, it was it was it was it was that what they did was they were giving you this is how the info dumped why there's a mecha godzilla they needed to info dump it in a way where it's not you just someone just telling you everything so they made that happen yeah they could have just had the guy show up and, hey, yeah if you get a show up, look at his files that i got like on a, know, on a flash torning his mustache exactly oh, so I instead him, of all I, that i would have been fine with that it would have fit the movie just fine because it's so yeah, that's how they would have saved 20 minutes it was just a, <laughs> right. a guy who shows up with a flash drive he goes look what i found and that yeah, would have been some it. shit or i went crazy for a while whatever but, i don't know but i figured two they, sentences would have fixed up the truth of the matter is that is that millie bobby brown is a legit name and she's a and she's a decent actress i like her and so like they gave her a thing just as an info dump to introduce Mecha Godzilla, so it makes sense why he's in a movie, and that's that's exactly what they did. Um, you know, for you to understand why there is a Mecha Godzilla and why he's in a movie, instead of just going Mecha Godzilla because of this, they could have done that as well. But this is they sure. wanted to make it more. But no, she, I, she, she, she's a name, and I, I right? get it. But mind I you, all this happens, and the movie's only an hour and fifty three minutes. That for you know, say what you will, that's really tight, efficient storytelling. I challenge. Zack Snyder to make <laughs> a movie in an hour and 50 minutes and make sense that's not a zombie movie. I will movie. say this, though. This, 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 this Zack Snyder heavily influenced this film because by the end of that fight, you can't tell me the, the was it Hong Kong they were at? Yeah. 
they were wishing it was just Zod and Superman fighting. Because, man, these guys <laughs> oh, man. laid like, that city to waste. bananas. this disregard like, for human life in his damn fight. Like, here's, here, wow. here, here's a fun thing that I did. As they were fighting, every time one of them landed on a building, I would, I would act like I was a newscaster talking about what was in that building that made it extra sad. Like, oh, there goes the oh orphanage. They just don't care. Get that out. was the building they were working on the coronavirus vaccine. Gone. More people dead now. Like, it's... Nah, nah, <laughs> the, 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 the chain of events they created. Man, yeah, they, they just... Wow, okay. Bravo. Oh, man, they, um, they complete disregard for Tokyo. Like, straight oh, up, Jesus, like, 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 screw you Oof. and your country. You wanted to create Godzilla? Well, you got Godzilla. You got I hope it, you man. like it. Wow, like, it was, it's it amazing was, how it much It was bananas. And, wow. But but still, like, I, I, I think that made the, 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 the action sequences funner. Of course. Um, and, uh, they could have evacuated the city, but oh, what? I'm just, oh, like, no. I don't care. I mean, they, 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 they were probably trying to, but that shit just came out of nowhere, let's be honest. <laughs> but here's, but once again, then you go into the stupid of it. Like, these guys had to create a special type of spaceship that could go against the reverse of a gravity field to make it to the center of the Earth. And, Kong, and Godzilla just goes, and punches yeah, a hole right through. I don't need nothing, you <laughs> bunch of punks. Like, it's bananas. Yeah, like, it's 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 whatever. <laughs> but listen, at the end of the day, what should have worked worked. Right, and so right? because like if, of like that, if that didn't work, this movie would have been disaster. Uh, absolutely, and, <laughs> but because of all, because in spite of all that, yeah. they were to tell this whole movie in an hour and fifty three minutes, and it was super fun, and they kept the all the little issues of the plausibility of like getting like of the suspension of disbelief being snapped out it still kept you hooked even though you realize it was happening like the fact that the first two times they introduced kong they had like classic 70s rock i was like is james gunn scoring this movie <laughs> but like in spite of all that it still works so because of this and the fact that the stupid and the silly kept in and they took it seriously i'm actually more confident of the thundercat movie because even with their ridiculous where you're gonna go well that's stupid it's still gonna it's still gonna play i feel because this movie played so well and it had I, so much let's against see, it let's see because I, I'm, I, he didn't write the film so i'm not i'm not gonna put it right, and he's not, but he's not writing thundercats is he I, I, that, that I'm not sure of. I'm sure he's a big fan. He may have had a uh, part in it. I don't know. Well, every director has like influences on, on to, the to, to some degree. To some degree. But well, some write him, some as long, whatever. As, uh, like, I, I don't yeah, know. don't 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 make him Zack Snyder where he's part of the story. Like, just let him direct the movie like he directed this, and I think you're gonna be. We'll get another B plus movie. It's not gonna be the world breaker. It's not gonna be the stuff like, oh my god, this has changed the game. It's gonna be a fun like. If this movie. Was the first movie out of uh, 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 what was going to set up the new monster Godzilla universe? I would be in for the next movie. I'm, I'm, I am in for the next movie. But like this movie was good enough that I'm interested for the next thing because I'm not expecting. I what they do now, though. Uh, I mean, listen, you, there's, there's. If I mean, you want monsters, I mean, yeah, they can get. There's silly. so many more mo monsters, they can, man. They can get sillier with it. Yeah, and then what you do, you resplit the franchise. Now you do another Kong movie, get Godzilla break. You do another Kong movie, and then you do another Godzilla movie, and you build up from there because there's so many freaking monsters. But like, th that's the whole thing. Like, there's so much more to do, and especially now that you introduced uh, uh, the, the 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 Hollow Earth. Which shout outs Jules Verne being over 100 years old, so you can use it without having any kind of like proprietary yeah. issues. So good on you. Like, give us more of all that. Like, I, I, I want to see more of it. I, I, this is the first time in a long time where Godzilla and everything that's tangentially connected to it 
is working. So uh, I, I want to see more of it. But don't go crazy either. Like, I don't need bigger and better. I just need more and more fun. That's what I want. Like, keep, the stakes are great as they are now. Just give me more fun of it. I'll tell you when I'll know that this IP has lost its way. When they introduce Baby Godzilla. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Now now I'll kill everybody. No more. Oh, I don't need a Godzuki anymore. So <laughs> yeah, murder yeah, all yeah. of them. That's it. Uh, scorch Earth. Give it to 10 years and then relaunch yeah, yeah. again. Th that was a famous uh, you know, sitcom trope is bringing a young kid. And, and well, I mean, that's what they did in the movies. They had Godzuki. That's exactly what it was. That's exactly yeah. it. So don't, yeah. give, don't give me yeah. the scrappy deal of Godzilla. The minute you try, <laughs> that's when I know you've gone too far. Until then, the make it interesting. Make it fun. I, I, I want to see more of like, you know, like give me like a clone of, uh, uh, of King. Or give us, uh, you know, because Godzilla is smart, clone, uh, not Godzilla, because King Kong is smart, clone Godzilla and make it like a, a super smart, like so it, it could actually articulate and and like, plan. And, and because of that, he's a conniving and, and Machiavellian. Oh, wow. Like You're making me long for the kid. Uh, fuck you. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I would love to see some. Bring like, on babies. Like, I don't need him. I don't need him tying like people to trains i don't want that kind of super villain but definitely sort of like uh almost uh you know gorilla grod ish in a sense you know like where he he doesn't like the what what he, what he was made for and so he hates humanity because they made him just for a purpose instead of letting him be like self-sentient and so that's why and kong is like he's like listen there's people man you don't have to hate him and because that's what they fight or maybe because he hates kong because he knows he's not real he's only a clone of and that's self-awareness because he's super smart and made some hate Kong, and so he wants to kill Kong to be the superior one. There's very none of these movies are deep; they're just a basic idea, and then they're fun to watch things fight. So do something like that, and I'm okay with it. But no baby Godzilla, and but and take your time. You don't have to make it, uh, you know, Endgame. You don't have to keep making it like, oh, now the world's gonna break. Like just have monsters fighting and the you context know of that. Exactly what's gonna happen. I know, but I'm hoping yeah. they don't. I hope they uh, they you know it's, they pace themselves because they've paced themselves really well so far. And they I have, but I mean, I, from here, in their eyes, they're like, all right, make it, you know, it's good. making it bigger. Uh, that's what they do, right? Like, you know, more bombastic. That's how I just had this. I mean, worst, the worst case scenario, worst case scenario, now they have two ways to get in, into into Hollow Earth. The hole in Tokyo and the hole they came into the Antarctic. Explore Hollow Earth and what's in there and find out the new big the, bad. The hole that used to be Tokyo. <laughs> It's the Tokyo Freeway that it goes straight into Hollow Earth. <laughs> the city formerly there's, known as Tokyo. There's so many monsters there now that Jeez. obviously stuff can come out and you can go in and there's tons of resources stuff and you could, it could be a whole thing where they're looking for new energy. Like, there's so much other stuff that they've introduced that you don't realize. You Like, the whole fact that that axe connects to the thing and it lights up a power and he's got a throne. Like, there's stuff there that they just laid in for future stories. So pace yourself. It doesn't have to get bigger in terms of, like, uh, end game, but like follow your own mythology, follow your own history. You do the work that you've created and and make it interesting. But like, don't do babies. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> Fair enough. Every case, babies. I hate babies. <laughs> I got I two children. I love with all my heart. Fuck babies. <laughs> uh, on that note, there's no easy segue into our next terrific <laughs> discussion here. And we won't spend too much time on this because we spent a lot of time already. But uh, Winter Soldier. Oh, well, Falcon Winter Soldier. Oh, Falcon episode Missouri. three. Yes. Plus. A show which I've really been liking. I really like this episode. Uh, a couple of small things we'll, we'll talk about when we get this into it. This was but, uh, probably my favorite episode really? so far. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you why. As as interesting as they are making Baron Zemo now, like the fact that 
They gave him the long jacket with the puff collar, which is like straight out of the comic books. They gave him the purple mask, which is super cool. Um, the I hated that part by Frank. Oh, I, I loved it. It, it was just, it just, it's just, it did, why put the mask? I just didn't make any sense. Oh, there, I'll weird. tell you, just, there's it two like, reasons. It was like really fan service. There, there, it's fan service, and you needed to have a way to make Michael, uh, Daniel Brough, look like he could jump off a, a bunch of like high distances and shoot people because his stunt guy would look like him. So you give him the mask, well, he does a way of doing that with that point. So it was just kind of weird. I, I was just like, I, I, okay, I, whatever. What I, what I would have, what I, because remember they talked about how he was part of those, like the special ops of, of Sokovia. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was like, you know, how like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, 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 I'm sure wet works or black ops U.S. soldiers have different masks they wear when they go into certain areas not to see their face. Maybe that was the official color scheme of the Sokovia Special Forces. You know? I, I, so you I, have... It was just so, weird. It was there's weird something, there's something you could yeah. play around there, but I love the fact that he, they confirmed that he's a Baron. That's why he's Baron Zemo. No, right, right, uh, which is cool. Like that. I, thought, oh, cool. I thought that was great. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, what sold me on the whole thing was when they were partying at that at at at, at, at Agent Thirteen Sharon Carter's uh, apartment, and Zemo actually kind of got caught up in the party. Wow. So I, I was like, you know what? I like this because it's making him a more real person. Very often, comic villains, whether you try to humanize him or not, still come off as like, and this is a dude who's like, yeah, I'm I escaped from prison. I'm helping. The, uh, a guy who I hate because he's an Avenger and a guy who I manipulated as a Winter Soldier. But I'm going to party. What am I going to do? Be sad? I, I might die or go to jail at any moment. So let me party it up. Like, I love the... I, I like the fact that they made him an, a person. Like, at that moment, it no, humanized no, I mean, him, you know? Yeah, I mean... Um, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, he's... The dancing, I mean, he, he gave us the, the, the best version of a white guy dance. Oh, yeah, the little, TV, little, little, little hand pump, like, yeah, shoulder. Yeah, like, yeah, it was just, like, well, it's really yeah. bad, but whatever. Uh, what, what do you want a white baron from, from an Eastern <laughs> no, black country to dance like? Like, that was great. I don't know, Sokovia, they got more rhythm. I don't no, know, can I tell no, you? I don't think about Sokovia. No, 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 I'm sorry. But that work. <laughs> it's possible. No. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> uh, but, but either way, I mean, no, but you're right. I liked, I, he, I thought he stole the show as far as I'm concerned in terms oh, yeah. of the episode. He was really good, so and I'm glad he's I, teaming I, up. It's a three-way thing, I guess. With, with the um, I love the Winter fact Soldier. that that Winter Soldier kind of got to let himself be a badass. You know, mm-hmm. I I feel like he's been holding back because he's scared of who he might become. Right. But because he was fighting in Magipore and everyone there is like a straight-up killer, he got to just lean in on what he can do. And I was like, oh yeah, this is why Winter Soldier is so dangerous, and why people are so scared of him, and why his name carries such weight. Right, I course, thought that yeah. I thought it was great. I love the fact that that uh, I, I I don't know if you caught this, or this this way I, I I thought of it when uh, Baron Zemo shows Falcon the guy he's pretending to be, and he goes, yeah, it kind of looks like him. He kind of gives a nod, like you said that, not me. You know, like, <laughs> I thought that was oh, such yeah. a, I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought that was very funny and subtle. <laughs> I thought that was very clever. Um, I, I love seeing Sharon, Sharon Carter, who's broken bad because of what she did in Civil War. Because, uh, you know, they kind of left her on the outskirts. I thought they would have, like, vouched for her because of everything that happened. Like, we could not have saved the I, world. I, wasn't that kind of odd that that didn't happen? That that was kind of odd. And it was weird. So I, okay. I, the, sure. But the only thing I could think of is this. Uh, after Civil War, they were on the run. And from being on the run, even though it's been two years... Because Falcon was on Cap's side, he couldn't really vouch for her. So they just thought that they were all together. Yeah, but even though she's been back for some time, though. I, uh, well, yeah, but I, like, mean, was, but I mean, not a huge gripe, but I, I mean, yeah, you know, it's, like, it's he, weird that, he's, okay. remember, this sure. episode has only, like, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, remember, uh, uh, Spider Man Far From Home, that was eight months after the blip. Uh, 
uh, uh, WandaVision was like three weeks after the blip. And Falcon Winter Soldier is kind of happening at the same time or maybe like a week after WandaVision. So you're still thinking three weeks a month. So there's still a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's really... No, it just seems that things are a little too organized. Well, no. I mean, you have the whole the the, the, the resettlement program who still has people in groups because they haven't gotten back right, to their lives he's already, yet. So. He's already doing... I mean, I don't know. Let's just assume, either way. But whatever. It's a small grab. But I do see what you're saying. But, and I agree. As yeah, of, because it's so short, yeah. everyone's handling their immediate business. Which, which, which is why Sam is focusing on his family, why WandaVision was focusing yeah, on Vision. So just it's your immediate hey, stuff. Sharon, can you bring it back in the fold here? Okay. No one's no one's brought it's a sentence. It, no one's brought no one's brought her up to him, and he's like, I gotta take care of my of my family, and I gotta earn some money, and I'm and you know I I, I what keeps me distracted from thinking of the fact that I turned to dust a few weeks ago is that I can go on these missions and do something. I, 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 did everybody say how long it's been? I think they said it was. It's been, it's been a couple of weeks or like a month or two. I, I think it's been longer than that. Let's uh, you know I'll, I'll have to look into that. I'll we'll look into well. it. I don't think it's been. I think it's a little because I mean it's just like. A couple of weeks, he's already in the, in the in arm. It just takes time to assimilate after being gone five years. I would, I, some time must have passed, I'm guessing. I, 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 and most, I think it's been like a month or two. Like, it's still I'm curious. Yeah, way it short. Yeah, it's yeah, way shorter than Spider-Man Far From Home. I know that. But I, but because of that, I feel like they've been handling the, their more immediate business. And because Sharon was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, they don't have to tell you where a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent is. Because no one's saying she, no one was telling her, telling them that Sharon Carter is an enemy of the state. They haven't said that. But because she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and they're dealing with this internally, they know they're after her. She knows she's on the run. But no one else, because it's very compartmentalized. It's a need-to-know basis. And I think that's what caught her by surprise. They probably assumed she, she was still alive and on another mission or she was doing something and not on this it was a shock to them because they didn't ask and they and i can understand it because i'm a i'm a forgetful dude so i can see where if you're just so focused on what's going on in your personal life you can forget what happens to other people so i i, I bought into now. that it's like six months but we're getting that's near here nor there but i'm just whatever just either way that's been at least at least six months since the blip okay at least so. okay but either way um so yeah, so right, so obviously they were, and, and Madripoor's great, and that, that has a lot of meaning and and more. Oh uh, yeah, it's because that that ta- yeah. that island nation is usually used as a, a, a set piece for the X Men universe. It's where Wolverine would go. Basically, Wolverine would say when he needed a break from the X Men, he would hang out in Madripoor right. because if shit went down, he could just be Wolverine and not worry about like, oh, I can't hurt humans because yeah, Xavier, cares. right? Exactly. Yeah. So he, he and that's his forces of solitude, if you will. Exactly. So and his force of solitude is basically getting into bar fights and 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 fighting ninjas and and pirate murderers, and that's yeah. how Wolverine would blow steam off. So if he couldn't have Bang Jean Grey because she was dating Cyclops, I'm gonna go to Madripoor and pick a fight with a bunch of dudes who deserve to die. And no matter what happens, I'll walk out scot free. The world's a better place because I've murdered 80, <laughs> 80 criminals, and we're all good now. Everybody so wins. yeah, everyone wins. Yeah. So it's, I, it's, it seems like it's a nice setup for I think what they have plans for. I'm not saying that X Men's gonna be. In a few weeks but it's a world that they're going to bring back I, at some point because of that now wolverine yeah. has a place to go and it would make perfect sense that he would hang out in a place like that right. you know maybe they're maybe they'll, they'll play off on that he's originally from there or whatever i don't know i was kind of hoping yeah. they would make an allusion to the fact because wolverine ha- hangs out in magic where he goes under the nickname patch and he literally wears an eye patch because he's like you know wow. i i don't want people to recognize me so he puts an eye patch on which is completely stupid but uh, again <laughs> kind of awesome and i don't know why but i, I enjoyed it but like, I was kind of hoping somebody would make an allusion to like, you know, thank God it's a Winter Soldier, it's not patched. Like that would have been awesome to have just heard in right, passing. Right. I, I, yeah, I still think it's too soon. Like they don't have plans for that yet. But I, I think guess. This, this may lay the foundation down the road. Yeah, I think so. You know, I yeah, think they'll so. come back to this place at some point. They show other shows, and you know, eventually we're gonna hear about this later. I, there's, yeah. there's no question. Now, now I, I I remember hearing rumors that they said that uh, 
while in Madripoor, uh, Bad Badrock the Leaper, who showed up in episode one, was going to show up there, and there was another rumor that uh, Omega Red was going to show up, uh, which did not happen at all. Yeah. So I don't. But I know that we've also. I've uh, the big thing is that even the showrunner had just said there's going to be a big character introduced in episode five. And he right. and he said, uh, the, I believe the showrunner said that he's the kind of guy that I could totally see some, but he's not a world breaker character, but the kind of character I could totally see going in other Marvel properties, like in Thor. So I got a feeling I haven't got a ch- chance to see who, who that is. Or find okay. out, but I got a feeling it's a, that Agent Coulson. You think it's Agent Coulson? I, I, oh. I got a, I got a feeling it may be him. I'm that not would be it is. that would be kind of funky. I would kind of. But it will make sense because he was supposed to come back for. Um, Secret Invasion. Anyway. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. So he was already slated to come ah, back for that. that okay. Already, that's, that's been. I've heard that. And it's been confirmed. I mean, not confirmed out there, but it's there. Trust me. Uh, well, you know, first of all, a uh, uh, big, big announcement. Big, uh, big. Uh, you know, I don't think everyone's heard this before. Uh, that Agent Coulson was supposed to come back in Falcon Winter Soldier or Secret Invasion. So we're putting it well, out Secret there. Secret Invasion was the one. Yeah, that's what I heard, and, and maybe another show. But that that was a plan. Interesting. So, Interesting. So, so him coming out here would make sense because he's okay. still part of the universe and yeah. he's grounded and, and he has worked with Thor and he's yeah. so that would make sense I mean I don't, again that's just speculation don't take that for, take that for what it is okay. okay again the more we guess the less we're right sometimes sure. with the show so. yes. but I mean if he were to show up okay that makes sense okay if All right. that indeed is the case we'll find out in a couple weeks anyway okay oh, um, but I, that sounds yeah. interesting but overall I thought that 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 uh, I love the fact that at the end of it, we we saw that the same the same Wakandan bodyguard yeah, uh, that, was cool. that you saw in the Civil War show up, and she was after Zemo, which makes perfect sense. Yes. The fact that that Winter Soldier saw her like calling cards on the floor because he was there and he understands how they communicate. Mm-hmm. So I I love the fact that he's got to explain to her what he's doing and all that. Like so many fun things that were are That's really cool. are keeping yeah. the Marvel the Marvel continuity and everything that happened before still matter moving forward. I'm really excited about it. I love the fact that Zemo killed the new version of Erskine, who had created the Super Soldier Serum. Once again, oh, recontaining okay. what the Super Soldier Serum is, so it's not it doesn't flood the market in a sense, you know? Right. It, it didn't make sense. I'm like, well, let him go. He can just go make more. Exactly. So yeah, I love so, the fact yeah. that you you took him off yeah. the board, and the only yeah. character there that could have taken him off the board is Zemo. It was Zemo. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. So, or, or maybe Sharon could have. Maybe Sharon, but maybe. it would have been it would have maybe, done under the rest. But like Zemo would have done right, it. Right, I go fight it. He was gonna grab a gun. Right, like like, like Sharon. Sharon would have done it if the if like those mercenaries would have captured him. She would have killed them rather than let them get away with him. Like that's Maybe, yeah. something she would have done. Zemo straight up like, bam! I don't need you making oh, no, more yeah. of you guys. And that, that, and that was so great. So I was like, yeah. that, all that was and, super. And exciting. I'm glad he didn't escape. I was thinking, oh, yeah. Escape. I don't want. I don't want that storyline. I was like, oh, okay, he's still with them. Like he just. He left at the help of Mabi and they get the part. I, I think I, I think like I still think he's gonna escape because if you've seen trailers where he goes to the Sokovia Memorial. He, he he may, but I think he, but obviously he knows he's with them, but he doesn't want the serum. He's so against it. So right. he'll stick around. But I guess I don't want that storyline to be out there where like they're chasing him and they're chasing that's too much. So I'm glad they kind of stuck to the guns. Like, no, he's still with them. Yeah. At least for now. Yeah. I mean yeah. obviously that's all said and done. He, you know at the end of the, at the end of the day he's gonna escape. But I'll, I'll tell you what, because like I, in the comic book Zemo uh, has his master plan because a world had lost its Avengers at the time, mm-hmm. where he took this team called the Masters of Evil, which clearly bad guys, um, right. and he said, what we're going to do is we're going to give the world what they want. We're going to create a team of superheroes that's going to feel, look, and sound like the Avengers, 
but we're all the villains playing it in disguise. And he creates a team called the Thunderbolts. And he re redesigns himself as a character called Citizen V that's draped in the American flag, but his face is always covered, so you never see who he really is. And he takes a bunch of other villains and reconfigures their villain identity and powers set into a, a heroic version. So the world trusts him, and then they screw over the world to take it over. And I kind of can see that because he's so likable and charismatic, you're setting up a, a way where he is seeing where the cracks in the global security is and the cracks in like what the world feels it needs and there are no real avengers there's like heroes here and there but they're all sort of dealing with their own things that i could see him creating a version of the thunderbolts or by extension there was another version of that idea it's called the dark avengers which were villains pretending to be heroes i could see Zemo being out there, he doesn't go back to prison. He escapes at the end, and right. this is part of his new plan is to create a supervillain team under the guise of being a superhero team. And I, 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 if anyone could pull that off, it's Zemo. And watching this episode, you clearly go, oh, yeah, this guy could totally do that. You know, no, so I, I can see him this, this being him being set up as a big baddie and again, season two, because um, it makes sense. Because you need to be a great villain, number one, right. And it's a good way to keep these guys occupied because it's hard to put Winter Soldier and Falcon in these big event internals and whatever they, they, they have plans down there. Right, it just doesn't work. Zemo works for these guys in this show. Oh yeah, you can, absolutely. You can, in, you can bring in like the lowering guys, you know, like the Hawkeye and movie those, those characters. That will make sense, right? Right. I think I think it'd be. I'd love to see Zemo continue because you know he's gonna escape. You know he's not going. Of back course, to of course, he's not going. Let's be real, I and mean, they're not gonna kill him off. He's, he's too good of a character. Yeah, I'd be shocked if that happens. I really would be. Um, but look, three for three so far in the show, and it looks great. We're halfway through, I forgot it's only six episodes. It, ke it keeps getting better yeah. every time you watch yeah, it, and very so good. I, I, you know, I'm excited about it. So you know, we'll obviously, we'll continue our discussions as we come to the unfortunate end in three weeks. Uh, three weeks, right? Yeah, three I know. Shows left. I, but yeah, even though, so. even though we you know we have something to look forward to with this uh, episode five, which is the all the, the pre ultimate episode. Uh, so I'm hoping that you know we are not once again led astray. And uh, we get a fantastic uh, breakdown of of what the show could be. And uh, yeah. uh, I, I, you know, I, I, so far, if it keeps going like this, I, it it carries you the whole way through. Because, like you said, you like the show because from the onset, it set the tone of what it was going to be, and it's been delivering ever since. Exactly. So I feel like it's not going to fall under the trappings of I, like. I don't think so. And this has less chance to get grandiose if you were in the last episode. It's right, right, just, right. Like, so it's kind of just. They're gonna capture whoever it is, maybe some reveal, which is fine to set up whatever is coming up, season two, Zemo, whatever, right? That's kind of where it's heading. That's fine. So I, I will say, I, real fast too, I love the fact that you you got to have a clear confirmation of what happened to Isaiah Bradley by when he said we got an American oh, test yeah. subject yeah. and we experienced it on it. Like I, I love the fact that they really started going. If you wanted to know why he was so angry, here's a little tidbit of like right. what they did to this guy. And I still wish they go back to him. I still, I'm I still, still, I still I think, really hope they do. I still think you're gonna get, you're, you're, I, we're, I, we're gonna I, get. I hope so. At least one scene. I don't need like you know the whole world explained. Just give me one scene with him or something, anything. Because otherwise, it just seems weird that they brought him up like in that way. Just where it doesn't make sense. I got a feeling that he's gonna come back. Oh yeah, I, in I, some way. I, I mean, that's just how I, I'm picturing it. But whatever. That if not, then fine. It's not the end of the world. But it's kind of weird that they. We'll introduce the character and just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right, great. Thanks for the info. Let's get out of here. Because it's, it's, it's such a fascinating part, right? It's cool. And it, I, I think it, it 
really builds upon what they were trying to do in the past and why and you know what recycling again now. I, I, I did want to say one more thing about that that I thought was really interesting is like remember how we talked about uh, our our interest in like doing a black Superman but our but your fears fears about it. I hope they don't like make it uberly or highly uh, uh, racial and everything like that I think the way they're handling Isaiah Bradley's story is how they should handle uh, a black Superman like where race is clearly an issue there but it, and you'll see the dynamics like you know like when 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 uh, when when uh, Bucky and Falcon were arguing in the street and the cop showed well, up cop and originally yeah. wanted to arrest uh, Falcon and asking and treating Bucky like he was a victim or like the fact that uh, Isaiah Bradley is so angry at what they did to him because he was black and not a white blonde guy. Yeah, so like that is how I, when I was watching, I was, I was hoping like I hope Jose sees this and sees this is what my hope is that if they do a black Superman, it's like this if, where if it's very it has, subtle. Right, fine, I think that's I, the level I, you do it. It's like I know I this said, writer and the last thing in his head is subtlety. That is, is a word no, he doesn't I, I kind of tell. I I like him and I feel like he he knows how. To, I mean, a lot of it. A lot of it is is specifically. It, it really from his just depends, and it depends what J.J. Abrams had. How much I'm sure he has out of control. He does because sure. it's his show. I mean, right. he can keep it because I don't think he even wants to toe the line with because it's it's a dangerous, a slippery slope when you start getting to the racial stuff. We all right. know it's, it's it's one of those things. It's a hot topic. I get it. Do you want that so heavily introduced in a Superman? I don't know. That's the best weight course of action. You can get some subtle stuff in there, sure. Right. But keep it subtle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I think I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be subtle. I think it's gonna be subtle. Well, I don't want this black Superman taking on the white bad guy. That's, no, that's, I I don't think you know it's, what I'm, I'm think, afraid that's what we're gonna no, get. I I, I, I don't think it's gonna be. The, I mean, unless you just keep Lex Luthor white, which is just happens to be white, and that's it. Um, it's fine. Um, right, but like I I think it's gonna be like. The fact that the world is the way it is, and in spite of that, he's still a Superman. Just like in spite of that, this guy uh, is angry at the situation he is, but there's no part of him that regrets what he did for the country. Like, you know, when he went after Winter Soldier in 51, he wasn't going, and they made me fight you. He goes, no, I, 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 they sent me in because they heard you were there. And he was okay with that because he knew that at the time, Winter Soldier was killing American soldiers. Right, he was an enemy. Right. right. Yeah. So, like, and I think sure. that's, that's the way they should handle a, a black Superman, where those issues are are there, but they're on the outskirts. But the real story is about who he is as a person. And I feel like right, that, and that's what yeah, exactly, and that's where I'm, I'm curious how how it's handled. But and, that's and, and, do, right? and, and if and if anything, I'm just hoping that what they want to do with Superman, they're watching this and going, okay, I like you. It's clear there; they're not shying away from it, but it's not this constant. Oh, like it's not like well, yeah, they're not beating like the the, the 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 racial issue is not what Zack Snyder does with depression, where it's just constant <laughs> and overwhelming. You can't right, escape right. it. Like it's it's a factor, but it is a factor of a, of a greater whole. And I, I think which is and I, I like the way handling it. If yeah, and I'm saying that, like, I I think I, I think very smart, and they should keep sure. on over that. And I think it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a great way to go. But yeah, I, so because of that, I'm I'm now I, I'm I keep getting more uh, surprised and uh, and 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 uh, and, uh, and uh, confident on how good the series is going to be because the series clearly knew from the get go this is who we are and they knew how they portray this is who we are and even naysayers like you who are like oh WandaVision is too slow or what is this show really about they're letting you know like we got this and we keep getting a better version of what this is and every time they do everyone else is like this this is what it should be all the time forever keep giving us this so I think that's it was good stuff not garbage absolutely and and, and, and so overall I think this has been a, a great week for nerd stuff 
because yeah, oh, for sure. uh, uh, at worst we got B pluses, and that's and, and that is a, a good world to be in when your your worst version of the thing that you're watching is a B plus, and and it was the most one of the most ridiculous ones, but still super fun. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm I'm really excited. We have of course we have more stuff uh, to talk about uh, in the coming weeks. We have some great guests coming up as well. Oh, and by the way, guys, uh, if you like the show, uh, please subscribe to Nerd Explaining. We can always appreciate it. Leave us reviews. Um, you know, it helps us out tremendously. We just got uh, accepted on Pandora. So you can, if you listen to Pandora, you can listen to Nerd Explaining there. Um, and, you know, uh, follow us on all the uh, social medias, Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, you can check out episodes of the podcast on my website, ericdasilva.com. And uh, Jose, uh, why don't you tell the nice people where they can follow you as well? Nice and nice people are like. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, just be nice to us. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, you can catch my other podcast, the Real Mentors podcast, primarily dealing with TV. So, uh, we have a specialized must-watch segment all about TV, and we go beyond just the nurse stuff. We go on TV in general. So. Uh, there you go. And like I said, guys, if you want to uh, 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 check me out, my name is Eric Silva. I'm a comedian. Just got my f- first vaccine shot. So get vaccinated, wear masks until then so we can all come out and have a, a go time and see, see people. But uh, you can check out episodes of, of, of Nerdsplaining and visit my comedy website at ericdasilva.com. Uh, you can follow me online at The Silva Comic on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I have an album out called Adorably Offensive, which is available in all places online that you can buy uh, albums, you know, whether it's on Amazon or Apple, all that case there. And... Uh, that's you know and uh, it, uh, please let us know if you have any questions you would like to answer if you want to uh, let us know how what what you liked about the show we didn't like to know give us your feedback and you know we'll we'll, we'll talk back to you we'll try to answer your questions specifically in future episodes as well uh you know this is all about uh you know having a community of people who are passionate about a thing and uh you know we don't we aren't just excited about everything we have questions and we try to provide really good answers and uh you know and uh, we try to talk about all things that people are super excited about and i there's so much more to tell you but we we're, we realize we have to pace it out but we're super excited what's coming up next guys so uh that is it guys thank you for checking out nerds playing we hope you've been informed and guys as always if you don't know now you know peace peace